Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. This is us as the opening song to our pop culture podcast where we talk about all things pop culture of the week. And it keeps going. <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't think I heard one word. Of the <laughs> but it's We're just making good. them up as we go. This <laughs> is the pop culture of the weekend. We're going to bring it to you every week. I like it. Right? Tone deaf, that's actually not terrible. You're welcome. <laughs> You've been practicing. I have. I've been thinking about this. It's all we have, Michelle. It is all we have. We're back for another week. We're a couple of days late. We have a little bit of a life. We're sorry in advance, but just we're one here. <laughs> It'll end yeah. now. We just had family uh, things to do, but oh, now yeah. we're. Oh, here. my sister also asked, like, "What do you think about Christmas?" And I was like, "What do you think about me spending four days on the couch by myself?" What do you mean? That's- what do I think about Christmas? I'm not hanging out with you guys. I'm. I'm staying home. What do you? I got. You, I got my stories and celebs to keep keep me warm. Yeah, I haven't had four days off in I don't even know how long. Yeah, no, no thanks. That, that sounds like a perfect four days. Hoping I can get away with it. We'll see how the guilt trip goes. <laughs> well, should we start diving in? We got a lot actually to update everyone on since we are a couple of days late. Um, we'll start with Elliot Page previously known as uh, Ellen Page, came out this week as transgender. They posted on their Instagram, I feel overwhelmingly gratitude for the incredible people who have supported me along this journey. I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. Yay, Elliot. Yay, Michelle, for journaling. (laughs) I know. Sorry. It's (laughs) I, had a brain funny. There. Um, I can't read out loud at all yeah but yeah a lot of celebrities including some of um elliot's co- co-stars from the umbrella academy came out in defense or in, in not in defense support. but in support of elliot and a lot of other celebrities so for the most part it was a pretty positive re- response imdb immediately updated the profile to say Elliot and to say he or they versus her. So it was pretty impressive to see like how quickly something like that can change in an instant. Um, But I know Casey, you had said you saw some negative response to it. Yeah, more. And I'll never be able to understand this. um, Sidetrack Tom Hopper is in the cast of Umbrella Academy and he is gorgeous um just wanted to give tom hopper a shout out because he's and, listening yeah i mean uh, he texted me asking like where was it this weekend i was like it'll be back on this week buddy relax i'll get you later <laughs> um his character in game of thrones was named dick on it's great <laughs> i know you love game of thrones but uh what i saw okay so she plays uh venya and she's a very pivotal character she's one of the main characters Venya, the character I'm um, giving the pronoun to. And uh, I guess you want to call them fans or people who watch the show. Then immediately jumped on Elliot saying, like, I didn't realize Venya was a transgender character. If this isn't the case, you need to recast. And, like, what does this mean for Venya? Or, oh, I didn't know. I didn't realize Venya's, like, um, because in the first season, Venya dates... um, Venya is dating a man and I don't like it's not like these characters are (laughs) well yeah first of all it's a person versus a character yeah it's not real tv that's okay is real tv is not real (laughs) yeah as much as we want it to be real so like let's take a chill pill on this is this is what I don't understand I can a hundred percent meet you and agree with it is incredibly difficult to especially now with social media, it's very, very difficult to get uh, auditions and cast in actual like strong parts that are interesting and that you would actually want if you were trying to be an actor um, because you are not a, you know, a hot number 10 cisgender person. That is obviously disproportionate in the acting community. Like uh, when, when I was saying with social media, meaning, 
it's now very difficult to even get your foot in the door unless you already have like Instagram followers, Twitter followers. And to be that, it's like you're coming off of Vine, which is now TikTok and YouTube and all these things. So like that's who's getting cast and stuff, which I'm already furious about because yeah. I need you to go to RADA, Juilliard, Yale Drama School. And I need you to get cast on your talent. That's what I'm here for. And it should be it should be blind auditions for everything across the board. It should have been for years because isn't that the point of acting that they can, you know, unless it's very pivotal and they they make these arguments all the time. You obviously don't want like a white character playing a person of color. That's not what we're here for. Right. Uh, But like, aren't isn't that what you go become an actor to be is to like try and be different people and you're getting paid to play for playtime and play characters that are the character is has gender identity um things occur like the characters the whole story that character could be a trans story could be coming out like that could be a, a gay story could be a drag story and but like can't you have anybody with any genitalia playing that person and then it's up to their skill set the costume designer the set design isn't that like the entire point of like putting on a play is to kind of start questioning this stuff and not be so specific to like this character has to be x y and z so i'm on board with like we definitely need to allow more people more access to get these auditions, to get these opportunities. But isn't acting, you can do whatever you want to do. You can play a tree. You can play an animal. You can play a mythological human, like not even, it wouldn't be a human being as a mythological, but things that are made up by other people. So why do we now need our actors to be matching the same exact identity the same gender, the same communities that they're going to be, the, they're going to be playing the parts of. It's just then that's that's it's not reality TV or anything. But we don't want to be a part of reality. So let's stop having this argument. I'm so confused by it because I'm also kind of contradicting myself when I have the argument too. But I'm just like let a, so many more people have the opportunity. And then it doesn't matter once they get the role because they're an actor. Yeah. I think there's two different arguments. There's the argument of not giving the same 20 white men and women the jobs that every other talented person that is pursuing acting in theory could do. Yeah. That's what I think the majority of Hollywood probably feels, especially when it comes to like Oscar nominations. You always see the same people nominated or the same people in the big movies yeah but I think that's and that's how you and I feel but I also think that sometimes people take that argument and expand it to something like this where if they're not happy with a particular actor's either background or identity or religion or political you know um affiliation that then they start to make arguments because didn't you mention that people were basically saying he needs to be fired and that they need to fill the role with someone that is a cis woman yeah that was trying to make the argument of like uh, i didn't realize that character uh wasn't a cis woman and now elliot identifying no longer as a woman shouldn't be playing this role and it's like all right well now we're getting into like somebody's actual paycheck that they're bringing home and you made the great point of like isn't that reverse discrimination wouldn't you then well it's worth firing the person for not being like it's worth yeah it's it's obviously reverse discrimination in that you would in theory be firing someone based off of who they are as a human i'm sure in the contract it's there are some you know terms about discrimination just like in almost every legal document when it comes to employment law in theory discrimination like shouldn't be allowed i don't know how it works in hollywood since we clearly know discrimination happens more often than it should but in theory the contract should not allow 
them to be terminated based off of their sexual identity. Yeah. So I guess that actually wouldn't be reverse discrimination because they would be the the argument was then they should be let go. We're supporting their decision. We're not we're not telling them to go back in the closet and you're getting fired because you've done this. We're saying, yay, this is great. But now because you're playing a character that doesn't identify with how you identify in real life, we don't think you should play this character like they did with multiple voiceover actors. Um, I mean, if they wanted to try and recast Aloha, do you remember that disaster when they gave Emma Stone was supposed to be playing like a half Asian? Well, when you said we, you know, I understand that we shouldn't um, cast white people in non-white roles. That was exactly what I thought. What I was thinking. I mean, the best, one of the best moments to ever occur Mm -hmm. was either at the, it must have been the Globes if Emma was there, but um, Sandra O oh won. Yeah, it must have been for when she won for Killing Eve this past time. Aloha was brought up at some point. And, uh, oh, Sandra O oh hosted. So maybe it had to do with that. I think she made a joke about it. Yeah. yeah. And then you can hear Emma audibly off camera go, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that no, she's aware. Was very, uh, was like the best moment. But yeah, where, like, what is Where's acting? Where... Do we do this? Yeah, I can see the Jeffrey Tambor argument, but at the same time, wasn't Jeffrey Tambor's character to, like coming out later in stage life? So you would it would be more realistic, actually, for a straight man to then go forward playing. But then... You're referring to Transparent, where he yeah. is a transgender person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like it wouldn't have made sense for them to cast somebody who doesn't identify that because that story is about somebody at that age who didn't identify and is now learning their identification. So, but at the same time, I hate Jeffrey Tambor. So I'm happy well, to see him like get canceled. Yeah. He got canceled for other stuff, but other, yeah. Um, I do think if transparent existed now, it might have been casted by a transgender actor. I think maybe 10 years ago or whenever that show was five years ago when that show was out Mm -hmm. people were less inclined I mean I just remember Laverne Cox being one of the first people that I'm aware of that was like at Oscar and Emmy award shows as a very out and proud transgender successful actor yeah and then and then just growing up RuPaul obviously is not trans, but growing up, RuPaul being the only example I was aware of anybody of alternative, any kind of just alternative lifestyle, like that wasn't in the community that I was growing up in. Right. Like RuPaul is more of a personality versus an actor, whereas Laverne is, I mean, and she does play a transgender Mm -hmm. person in Orange is the New Black. So obviously it made sense there, but like it, you know, it didn't, it didn't happen in transparent. So I think maybe now maybe less likely to see a white cis male playing a transgender part because of what has been happening over the last few years. But yes, and I do come from a place where I probably like, you know, shouldn't even really be talking about this because I'm not a part of the community um and again again, i think those are two different situations you have the role being transgender and having someone else play it whereas the role that elliot is playing is not transgender so in theory it shouldn't really matter who's in the role it's not about their identity i mean maybe now like you said, the writers might build that into next season or the previous se- or the you know the next the season after that, but it's not like the whole show is i is surrounding this person's identity or sexual orientation. Yeah. Also, how does Elliot feel? Does Elliot want to play this role now going forward? I you know, as far everything that we know about Elliot is like they are stellar, stellar performers. So I would assume yeah. yes. Yeah, I mean, it. I don't, unless the environment of the working situation is toxic, which it doesn't seem like just based off of the support 
they got from their cast members, I wouldn't, you know, you're not going to, you'd be crazy to get rid of a job these days. But also, who knows, a lot now could come out, you know, with this announcement, a lot of projects could come out, which could be in conflict. Who knows? I mean, I don't think they're going to leave the role next season. Maybe if the show can sit, you know, goes yeah i also don't know how long the show's gonna go for and yeah what is end up watching um seasons no they just did the yeah the second one came out this year i didn't even watch the whole second season because i really kind of was like i don't even know if i care about this story anymore but um if we just step back when we go like harbor on the same 20 people that were getting cast that's kind of like the beginning of the catch 22 of the conversation of like the opportunities aren't there because they're just going through these people who draw in the audiences to the seat to pay for the ticket. But also now that we don't have movie theaters, is this totally just screwing up casting at all? Because there's nothing more exciting to me than seeing something amazing and new when you're like, who is that person? And then I can go back in their catalog and see what's going on. So and you see that more in TV just because there are more options in TV. And- yeah. And I remember doing it a lot in the 90s with a big when big indie boom. Right. And that and hasn't those- happened since all the Marvel stuff and all the little, you know. Well, you know, you know my thoughts about Marvel. But we're digressing. So we should probably move on to our next topic. Yes, ma'am. You want to bring it up? Uh, oh yeah, I was like, I know what I was supposed to do. <laughs> Looking at my notes, panicking, being like, oh my god. Um, yeah, it, um, the uproar, uproar over Harry Styles um, on the cover of Vogue, the first man on the cover of Vogue. Um, rightfully so, because this is a gorgeous baby. He's our gorgeous baby. I love Harry so much. Just mostly like, um, not so much as just like. Just a little boy that's growing up before our eyes. That's adorable and handsome. And um, and getting, like, every time someone talks about him, whether it's a celebrity or an, a civilian, only has nice things to say about them. Which exactly. To me, to me, is very hard to do. So it has to, in my opinion, has to make it be real. And for that reason alone, I want to support him. Yeah. And so we all love Harry because I just don't want to over-sexualize Harry because I feel like that, that makes me very uncomfortable. But I do find him incredibly attractive. So I'm, I'm dealing with that internally. <laughs> but I'm into his entire – this has been his look for a while. He's always been very um, – he loves fashion. He especially loves women's fashion. He says he just thinks it looks really pretty when he's looking at girls' clothes. And he's like, I wish I could kind of – I wish I could wear that. And he's in a fantastic model – and people just like lost their minds and most people being Candace Owens because we really care about her opinion. Oh my God. She commented, bring back manly men. And it's like, well, because I think you buried the lead. He was wearing on the cover dress. of Vogue. He was wearing a dress. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah no worries. No, I might've buried the lead and I already thought I said it in my head out loud. Um, but even with this whole album coming out, he's been wearing pearls with his wide-legged, high-waisted pants and, like, frilly feminine tops for sure. And he went to the Met Gala and that kind of, like, gender-bending, um, very feminine black look. But he looks amazing. And he is pulling it off. And it's very David Bowie-influenced-esque on his music, on who he is, on... Um, you know, who he is becoming as an artiste and I'm here for all of it. And I don't understand this manly men situation because I find it very attractive to that. He would just yeah. be cool with trying on whatever and rolling with it. Well, cause just to back up for those that don't know, Candace Owens saw the photo and tweeted um, basically something along the lines of, can't we get some manly men implying that like because harry dresses in a non-masculine or what's deemed non-masculine that he is for there for some reason less of a man and it created a lot of uproar online also and i think to casey's point most people are not in agreement with candace but there are plenty of people that are and it's like 
to your point, this isn't the first time we've seen a man in a dress. I will remember that at VMA Awards. Oh, yeah. Kevin from the Backstreet Boys wore a skirt. Wasn't it a kilt, though? It was like a kilt skirt, and it created so much uproar. And I was so sad for him because he was getting such backlash that he didn't deserve. And again, it's like, again, it's such dumb. I mean, Dennis Rodman. Done I mean, yeah. and done. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There are plenty of people before. If we want to talk about manly men. Dennis Rodman. Obviously, David Bowie's a big one, but I'm sure there are a million others we're just not saying. So this isn't unique. I think maybe it's unique on the fact that it's on a cover of Vogue because we haven't seen a man in a dress on the cover of Vogue. But Yeah, that's the only uniqueness about this. Like he's stealing pages from multiple generations before him of musicians. He's making it his own thing. So I'm here to have it. But like this isn't a new moment in time. Right. And if manly men means you're wearing jeans and being a dick, then we don't want manly men. We want more men who will treat everyone like the gentle humans that they are like just open to new ideas open to new ideas and give people the benefit of the doubt and i mean they've said they said that on his watermelon sugar um set for the video that he like all the models were like he would always ask can i put my hand around you can i touch you can i do this like always asking for consent even on the smallest little things and to me that's like the epitome of woke. I just remember him like when 1D kind of started getting forced down our throats and I was like I'm not here and then I turned full circle on that. Uh, all these women that he grew up with because he worked at a bakery before he went and worked at um, audition for X Factor and started this whole thing. He the women were like he was like the only teenage boy in the bakery and it was all these women that were his grandmother's age and they were like we love our Harry we're always like pinching his cheeks and pitching his bottom and and we're and he went back immediately after he like they actually did they came in second I think on X Factor but after all the X Factor thing and you have that package where they go home and they're like this is who I am like he goes to the bakery to see those women and like he's just so sweet and um, he posted a another picture of him um, in a very like feminine frock after that and just said, bring back manly men under it in response to Candace Owens exact quote, which was the ultimate touche. Like because he also has 64 million followers. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) Candace Owen, who exactly. Yeah. That's how we feel. Yeah. We're here for you, Harry. So that's what's going on in queer studies across America today. Yeah, that's the more you know. Um, in a less honorable situation. <laughs> if we're going to go, oh, should we go Rod? I can bring you a Bulls transition. If we're going to go Rodman, then let's go then to our favorite bull. To my favorite bull, Scotty Pippen. Oh God, can we share the appreciation? Oh, my God. Well, I have a lot of history with him. Yeah, so. I get it. But he's also my favorite. I'm not taking ownership. Like, I almost said, um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean that. Well, he is single, so, like, let's just get him in a room and see. But I would like it on record that Pippen has always been my favorite bull as well. Good. I, I knew we were friends for a reason. I mean, listen, MJ's great, too, but when I watched I mean, not after that play, documentary. <laughs> but when I watched them play, I was always a fan of Scotty, and I felt like he wasn't getting as much love as he should have. And then when you watch – the last dance you feel even more and you're like oh i was right anyway mm-hmm. so speaking of scotty pippen why are we bring him up larsa pippen who i think we mentioned maybe a few episodes ago when we were giving our kardashian update i promise this is not one of those but her and scotty pippen were married for a very long time they have many kids together they got divorced in 2018 oh no i think they're they got separated they're still not divorced Oh, okay. Separated. Them. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because they're estranged. Okay. They're estranged. Yeah. But Larsa's been out and about with a lot of different celebs. I, when I say celebs, most of them are like C-list. But one of which more recently was the um, basketball player for the Timberwolves, um, Malik Beasley. And they were spotted. There was a photo of them. Apparently, it was taken in November, but it wasn't surfaced until December 1st of them holding hands. 
At an airport. At an airport. And what's interesting is that Malik Beasley is not only married, but has a child with his wife. And caveat, the wife is much younger. I think she's 23. So Larsa is... Well, he's 25. Yeah, Larsa's 46. He's 24. And and, um, his wife is 23. Yeah. And his wife, Montana Yao, if you Google her, she's gorgeous. Wow. So not only is she younger than Larsa, she's gorgeous. They have a kid together. It's like, what was he doing holding hands with Larsa when, spoiler alert, that was actually around his birthday. And um, Montana, the wife, had said it. She thought it was weird. He didn't want to come home to celebrate his birthday. And then saw the photo posted when everyone else did. And that day filed for divorce. Yeah. Two two comments. One is that he did start trolling Larsa prior to that publicly on Instagram. She posted a picture and then he commented, I just want to take you out on a date and treat you like a queen. And then multiple people commented under that, you're married, bro. Like, they were already on it. So for some reason, that didn't really, like, get screenshotted and captured because that came out like a couple of weeks before the pictures but then um larsa at the airport is wearing i don't know if they're they're not full-on overalls they don't like buckle at the top they're like obviously designer overalls but she wasn't wearing an undershirt and that was driving me nuts (laughs) yeah it was a weird like i don't know if she was wearing a bra or a bikini under there no 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 there was no it was all side but you could see the entire side was clear out it was just I want to wear designer overalls that do cover my boobs, but just it, like, but I mean, she does live in Miami, so it's like very Miami wear. But right. for us um, new northeasterners, not uh, honey, not you. Especially you're also in an airport. Ugh. Oh my god, I want my whole body covered. Yeah. First of all, especially in COVID times, <laughs> um, I just love. I mean, I don't even know how I'd respond, God forbid, if I was in this situation. But I just loved what the wife um, or now Montana, ex- yeah, what Montana wrote. She was like, "Wow, I don't even know this man. This is wild, y'all. I'm seeing it for the first time, just like y'all." <laughs> I, I mean, the I already harped on the negatives of social media, but now I'm harping on the positives. Well, you know, I love when get someone someone gets called out for something dirty. So, like, this is where I'm here for the internet. It's so good. And Larsa is just, you know, tweeting that she's like, she's not responsible for other people's actions. She's not taking any, you know, she knows she's like, all I can say is just karma, hopefully. Like, karma. I mean, I don't understand this woman's life and the life she's been gifted. 100% gifted. She didn't deserve to be with Scotty. She is a thirst trap. She was thirsty on Real Housewives of Miami. She was thirsty the few times you saw her with the Kardashians. It's, yeah, I hope she gets something coming towards her. Because she's breaking a lot of couples up here. And I don't know if it's because she's not in a relationship and she's unhappy. But it's not an excuse to do that. Especially when there's a freaking two-year-old involved. Yeah, she want to pretend that she's... If she didn't know that he was married or whatever. I mean, this will go back well, I mean, to your... he's guilty, too. I'm not yeah. shout- shouting on her. He's more guilty than oh, she he is. he but... 100% guilty. But we just don't like her anyway. So we're right. excited to, like, be like, what the hell is Larsa Pippen up to today? This is on brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. He's an absolute scumbag. Montana <laughs> Yao is a god now amongst women. <laughs> and we love you, girl. And I hope this yeah. gets you some kind of... Uh, she, I hope know. she becomes a famous I would love for the I would this would be the best karma for the Kardashians to hire her to be a model for either Skims all American oh. all that you know Kylie I'd buy whatever she's wearing I mean she's when I saw that picture I was like oh I mean of course like you're married to a basketball player like but but at the same time like she is a rare breed of gorgeous. And half the age of Larsa. I don't even understand. Yeah. I mean, not to be an ageist, but like, how do you go from a 23-year-old model 
to a almost 50-year-old woman who is Mother a wannabe model. That's a wannabe model. <laughs> I'm not here. I guess for, like, just because... Yeah, has he coveted her? Like, we would have coveted Scotty growing up. <laughs> like, that's Scotty's well, wife. She's gorgeous. Any... Yeah, but if you've ever... I'm sure he didn't. If he watched her on Kardashian, she was always so toxic and horrible. That'd be so, so great if he watched her on Kardashian. <laughs> I mean, I need to get on the Kardashians just so I could finally get on a date with an NBA player. That's literally the ticket. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think that is the actual ticket to, that you need to go get to get to get the access that you need <laughs> i'll give chris jenner a call after this she would probably take your calls yeah i don't doubt I feel, it yeah i feel like i could impress her anyway I think you guys would get along real well yeah well speaking of kardashians should we go not that this is related to bravo but it's speaking of kardashians we do have some bravo stories we're not going to highlight any of what's going on in tv but a lot of news has come out with some cele- uh, Bravo celebrities, as they're called, in the stratosphere of Bravo. So, um, I guess the first piece, speaking of Kris Jenner, is um, there's rumors that she's going to be seen more on this season of Beverly, a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And right now, Beverly Hills is halted due to the fact that half the cast has COVID. Yeah, including Kathy Hilton. Uh, Dory Kemsley and Kyle Richards. Kyle Richards. Yeah. So that's interesting. Just adding on to every other person not wearing a mask or watching themselves. So we'll see how that shakes out in the actual taping because they're taping right now. Hence why they had to halt. I know it's a real bummer they had to halt too. I mean, obviously to because everybody had a quarantine. I mean, if Maurizio gets this, I swear to God, Kyle. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'll be we fine. Must. Fingers crossed. But like, well, it's must. we don't know, who, you know, who this. Re- we have an idea of who this is, but we don't. It could, it could turn on somebody without anybody knowing. You know. Well, if Kathy and Garib both have it, both their husbands are older. True. They would they would be more susceptible than I think Mauricio. They there are studies. I think they were specifically sent to me by the internet. I <laughs> was not searching for them, but they came up to me. So the internet knew I was interested in. But they did. They do think that they believe there's a link that can cannabinoid. The there's like things in cannabis that actually would probably help you fight this. <laughs> wow. So Mauricio is off. Mauricio could be fine. I am just a little. I just want to, I need a, I need a update. I just need a okay from Kyle. Cause what I was going to say is that Kyle's a complete germaphobe. So it would be really nice to watch her have a complete panic attack for five days. Well, that's where it's interesting because this isn't the first uh, Bravo show to cover or to deal with COVID. We're currently watching a few seasons of shows that were filming last year or not last year. I don't even know what year we're in. But in the beginning of COVID, at the beginning of this year, including the OC, where there are a bunch of them that do get COVID, including another germaphobe, Shannon Bedore. So it's just funny that it is hitting all these germaphobes. God, that's not a good sign for me, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, so that's the latest with Beverly Hill. Oh, no. And then the other much bigger story coming out of Beverly Hills is so... Interesting enough, well, not interesting enough, but smartly enough, Erica Girardi. Is that a word? <laughs> I'm making it one. <laughs> Erica Girardi, also known as Erica Jean, is her stage name, another member of Beverly Hills. Her and her husband um, announced on election day that they were getting divorced. And the rumor was, oh, well, they made such a, this was smart, such a smart idea. Do it on election day when everyone else is worrying about the bigger story it'll get um you know go under the radar but obviously bravo fans like immediately gravitated to it and there were all these theories as to why they were getting divorced because erica's husband is what 30 years her senior or yeah or definitely 20 plus yeah yeah they got together when she was 27 i think he's like in his 80s or close to in his 80s yeah he's in his 70s for sure okay so, yeah, 25, 30, whatever amount of years difference. Um, and, you know, on the show, it seemed like everything was hunky-dory. So people were very confused. And there were a lot of rumors whether he was cheating, she was cheating. Or a bigger story 
and what I was kind of thinking was the case was that um, her husband, who is a very prominent prosecutor or lawyer, I forget, or is he? On no, the not a prosecutor. Side? I don't know what that would even. He's a lawyer in Beverly Hills, a very well, like well-renowned. He worked with. Um, he does massive. Aaron, Aaron like, Brockovich. Yeah, yeah. I don't do. Would it be even? Uh, wouldn't it be litigation? No. Well, it's just massive, Adam. like payout for um, companies that civil lawsuits. civil cases that's like massive massive civil cases like hundreds of millions of dollars of civil cases is what we're talking about the most famously known for his um he was the main lawyer for and i think i want to say that might have what created the path to get him on these large large cases was him um against that uh chemical company where all those people that were living near the chemical plant were getting cancer. And that's the story, like Aaron Brockovich story. So he's the, right. he's the co-lawyer on that. So a very well-renowned lawyer in Beverly Hills. And they're very well off. I mean, when you watch the show, they have more money than God. And he pays like 20K a month for her glam or some ridiculous, maybe even more ridiculous number. But anyway, so the rumor was that potentially they were getting divorced because he's getting sued and that he needs to hide the money and by divorcing her then he can claim that those aren't his assets anymore and that no longer will they be under you know attack in the suit and now yeah they can move them into her and then they can say yeah tom has nothing to do with this right it's now hers and now you can't touch it you know as long as the divorce i guess is finalized prior to whenever i don't even know i think i think because they filed for separation i think that's a legal step enough in itself to say like those are now her assets well we'll find out because this week it was announced that the people that that there are people suing and that they think this whole divorce thing is a sham and that it's now coming to light which excuse me which will be interesting because, again, it, we're filming. So whether this gets brought up or not. Well, I know it'll get brought up whether Erica dives into the information or uses it as it's being investigated as her excuse not to talk about it is still TBD. But just the fact that this high-profile coupled slash divorce is now potentially being... Um, I don't know what the word is. Just the fact the source or the reason of their divorce is being questioned could definitely put both of them into hot water. It could be fraud. I mean, they could both Yeah, but that would be impossible to prove. Yeah, again, we don't know that much yet. I'm not an I don't I'm not an expert in (laughs) family law, but um it's definitely an interesting situation to be in. I wouldn't want to be in it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to see how it all plays out because I don't think we were really expecting. Uh, like, obviously, Erica would be this smart to participate in this. But with the age gap and with her life now with Beverly Hills, it wouldn't be out of the realm for like a natural divorce to be occurring on top of the fact that apparently he was embezzling money right and that's what so like i like if you found out that your husband was doing that to like and then it's like you know so it part of me really want not part of me most of me wants me to be this like an actual divorce but then part of me is like that would be really smart to do it this way but i was honestly expecting them to i wanted to see her um on her next steps on jump offs that's what i was wanting her with whoever guys, next yeah <laughs> that's really what i was most excited for once we found this out and then i was like uh this is a business move okay this totally makes sense for erica <laughs> like- i think we're gonna be underwhelmed with who she ends up with to be honest she clearly has a type which is a blonde which is a bald white guy and how is that clearly her type 
because in other episodes of the show, she's commented on people and they're like, and it's how they're attracted. You have, you don't remember that? And they're like, you have a type. It's happening. No, I took that as like, yeah, he looks like my husband. Yeah, like she doesn't, I I doubt she actually wants to F around with. No, I just thought that was like her complimenting the other old guy to make him like schmooze him up and like, and just say, because I can't imagine what she would be into but we also i would yeah she's so like business minded at this point that we know of her that because you'll never be able to get like an emotional kind of conversation with her going of like are you actually like happy in this marriage like what is happiness to you and yeah unless she writes a book you're never gonna learn that info yeah she's too bad not man um but yeah did you want to mention the last bravo story Thankfully, oh my God! We, I mean, even though the show should have been canceled, Jackson Brittany are no longer going to be on Vanderpump Rules. Woo! Thank goodness! I mean, the two show seasons too long. Yeah, the show has really run its course. They did. I, I mean, they kind of honestly kept them around because of the conflict of the controversy of why are they even still here? I mean, we do like Brittany, but now it's all. Uh, it's a mess to watch. <laughs> Excuse me. We liked we liked Brittany until she took Jax back after he cheated on her. And actually married him. And then actually married him. I lost her then. If I think I, I didn't even watch them, their show, but from the commercials of him on the farm in Kentucky, she lost me. Yep. And that whole wedding was, oh my God, insane. And she's pregnant and yay, but um and they're gonna have a boy i don't know if you saw that that came out today but i like the show shouldn't have been on last season and it would have been able to maintain some level of like oh remember when we had vanderpump rules because at the height it was unbelievable yeah those first maybe four seasons and so uh, We've been saying this for, we were hoping that they maybe would get a spinoff of like a Tom Tom situation. But now at this point, like, do we even care what any of them are doing or what's happening? Well, there is going to be, it's not a spinoff, but they're going to focus it on Tom Tom. Andy Cohen has already today, like verified that um, the Toms are coming back. Katie and Ariana are coming back. Um, oh, interesting that Ariana's coming back. Okay. She really yeah. seemed like she was. But also it's been quarantine, so you're like, I need a job, and I don't know what else is going on. Maybe other plans have fallen through, and other projects that she was hoping to exit with have completely fallen through. I'm actually now more surprised. Like, TomTom makes more sense because, well, I mean, actually, no. Wouldn't it, wouldn't the places with more of, like, the restaurant takeout ability have survived? We know that Lisa Vanderpump's businesses have not been doing well during all of this because she's a restaurateur so in california has just been really insane on their, their strictness about availability so they're really just crushing businesses there so it's very we'll, we'll have to see how it all shakes out and how what ends up opening well maybe they're gonna film a lot of this maybe they're filming now where it's like they're kind of the back of the restaurant they're not it's showing all of them struggling that yeah if they announced yeah if they announced then like maybe that's how the information had to come out because contracts went out and they were like we need to we need deadlines and we need to start getting this on board and so maybe they just started to film and that's why they had to make the announcement that they were going to be a part of it because people are going to start catching on it yeah 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 because when do they usually yeah i'm trying to think what seasons they usually like air like what holiday oh gay pride so june I was going to say, I always know there's a gay pride episode, so it's usually like the summer. Okay, so this might be a completely different story, but obviously because they didn't film this summer. Right. Cool. All right. Well, we're excited to not see them anymore, and we hope that they go away. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, apparently when they posted their announcements on Twitter, Instagram, whichever social media, I think it was Instagram, Jack said that they have a lot scheduled like that they're going to be pursuing but my guess is oh gonna god be like, please move to florida it's gonna be like marriage boot camp it's gonna be all those dumb like if you think bravo is bad for reality it's gonna be the 
the WETLC, not TLC, but you know what I mean. It's the third rate reality. Oxygen. Oxygen, yeah. I can, yeah, I can see them. Yeah, he would 100% do that. Because, like, what is his, what skill set are we working with here? Remember when he had that NHL job that he decided not to take? So maybe he'll just get offers thrown at him because he's such a piece of shit. I hate this guy so much. Yeah, he's a, He's probably one of the least liked people to ever be on Bravo, and he. That's all. Like, that's big. That's those are big. Well, words. he's yeah he's done a lot. We've seen him in the act of doing a lot of horrible things. It's not even like you know of things. Yeah, we've he might it. be the biggest narcissist on that channel. Which again, like you said, is saying a lot. But I mean, that's yeah. Those are that is a grand statement. The grand, grand he Madame. is the number one guy in that group. Oh my god, I can't. I hope Sandoval opens up with like, even though they didn't do intros like Housewives, I wish Sandoval was like, now I'm the number one guy in the group. <laughs> Love it. Ugh. All right. Yeah. So, what are we watching now this week? What did you What did you get into? Oh wait, was there any other? I think that was all the broadcast. No, that was stuff? it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Well, so I actually have a lot to update. So I've watched. The Undoing. Okay. Um, I'll just take my headphones out and pretend you're not talking right now. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say what happens. Ugh, um, I know. I need to watch this. I don't know why I can't watch Nicole Kidman, even though I like uh, so many other things she's done. She just like, this, I. Yeah, I'm honestly, you know, this is where I'm learning that I'm growing as a human because I used to refuse to see anything she's in. And now it's like, you can't really avoid her. She's in everything and she's so good. I will say I think Hugh Grant is do is better than she is in it, but they're both. If I have to predict, I think they're both gonna get the Emmy. Oh wow, big words! Hugh definitely deserves the Emmy. Is this a mini series? A mini, see, yeah, it's a one time. Okay. It's six episodes. Limited each series. Ep- limited series. Okay. Each each episode is about an hour. So it's, I mean, you could watch it all in one day. Yeah, I, I just need him and our boy Jeremy to not be in the same category, like, for lead drama. Because our right, boy. They would be separate, because yeah. one's a limited series. So yeah. that, I'm fine with that. Me too. Um, okay, cool. And again, Hugh, Hugh Grant was also someone I wasn't a huge fan. I never disliked him, but, you know, he did that romantic comedy thing forever. And now we're starting to see him really play more complicated roles. And this one, again, it's like, whoa, I definitely saw a side of him that we I haven't seen before. And very quick synopsis. It takes place in the Upper East Side. There's a murder. No one knows. They're trying to figure out, you know, who murdered the person. And yeah, I think I already know. That's all I'm going to say. Um because there's too much other stuff that kind of happens behind the scenes but yeah it's, it's enjoyable to watch a because it's filmed like in my neighborhood slash casey's old neighborhood um and but in like the great. 50s and 60s right where they at like the um it's more so madison and fifth Ave versus it's still uptown yeah honestly they have a son and i think that the son's school is like based off of one of the dalton like like Our Dalton, neighborhood. yeah, they yeah. call it like Reardon or something, oh, but it's okay. clearly like a Dalton school wannabe type of, um, you know, school. So yeah, you got the New York factory, you got a thriller factor. The acting is really great, even not just from the two main characters, but honestly, even like the guy whose wife dies, like that, who I don't even know the name, the guy of, of um the name of the actor but he like does an incredible job too so i would just say really good acting more so the writing's good but the acting in my opinion is the best part cool Uh, i'm excited i just need to hunker down and then i also watched like a really random movie that had been on my list for a while i feel like you would like it called um blue jay okay i don't have i don't think i've heard of it it's on Netflix. It stars Sarah Paulson and Jay Duplass. He oh. actually, I think he wrote it. It's from 2016. 17. Another Duplass brothers. Yeah, I, mean, I love it. I love a Duplass uh, film or production, really. 
Um, shout out to Wild Wild Country, my favorite documentary. Um, and the story is basically these two former um, high school sweethearts meet, like both happen to be back in their hometown for different reasons. They reconnect. And the whole sh- the whole movie is really just the two of them. You barely see any other characters. And it's like the a day of them like reconnecting and how you see the roller coaster of their relationship and everything as to why it worked, why it didn't in that like them hanging out. And it's filmed in black and white. Um, it's a very like, you know, not hipstery, but it's it's a definitely a different not- tone. Yeah, it's definitely got a little bit more of a emo vibe to it, which I love a hipster movie, but um, I feel like you would like it. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it definitely makes you upset that you didn't have a um, high school sweetheart to that extent of love because they have this connection where you're like, even all these years after where they're with other people, you're like, what? Who has that? Um, But... And Sarah Paulson, I mean, she could do anything. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. That's why I watched it, because I knew I'd love her, and I love his movies. So. How could it be bad? Yeah, Yeah. how could it be bad? I think Rotten Tomatoes gave it a pretty high rating, too, because normally I look at that before I decide, like, okay, let me watch. Let me waste an hour and a half. Yeah, so you have nothing else to do? It better be justified. (laughs) Uh, What about you? uh, Do you want me to go bad to good or good to bad? Bad news first, good news last. Um, I guess I guess because there's no like real commentary on it because if you don't already know, like just go to Netflix and check out the new season of Big Mouth because that's available and that's hilarious. So far, Michelle and I think it's the best season of the three available. Um, It opens up with them at summer camp and that's really a fantastically specific, uh, just, it's not even a society. It's not a community. I don't know how to call it, but it's just like a, a point in time neither michelle or i went to sleepaway camp but i try and live vicariously through others and i went i went to day camp and then worked at day camp <laughs> well from all my friends and my brother who went to jewish it's sleepaway camp point on yeah. perfectly i mean the two of them did or at least nicole did so yeah i mean wet hot american summer is like if you need to have a study that's what it is and this is um but but then they um they leave camp pretty soon I was like I was expecting the whole season to be at camp but just in general I mean it's sick it's fantastic it's laugh out loud it's crude it's accurate it's really a hot 10 out of 10 recommend they also have really really good guest stars this season like guest voices yeah it's just it's so well done it's so hilarious so that's the good all right so these two things I could barely get through I had my nieces over last weekend and so, or this past weekend. Um, and so Disney has a new movie out called Godmother. It's starring Jillian Bell and Jane Curtin and Jane Squibb and Ella Fisher, Isla Fisher, June Squibb. Um, I think those are the main characters. That's a good cast. It's a good cast. Yeah. I was like, I was excited. I pitched it to them. I was like, there's a new movie out called Godmothers on Disney plus. I got two hours of your time that filled. I'm happy. We'll make cookies, which we did. And, um, and I was like, we'll pretend that we, um, that like, I enjoyed the Christmas holiday and I gave it one weekend and it was great, but this movie was just, it, it, it's a Jillian Bell's character wants to become a godmother. And in order for that to do happen, because the industry is dying off slowly, she needs to get an assignment and she finds the, like the last available letter written by a little girl saying like, can I please like fairy godmother, can you please send me this? And it's Isla Fisher's character and she goes to find Isla and Isla's now grown up with two daughters of her own and like her life didn't turn out the way she wanted it to. And how can the fairy godmother help her to then order to become, how can Jillian Bell help her achieve her dreams to then become the uh, godmother that she wants to be as well. It was cute, but it was. I mean, it's so far, honestly, you sold me, and I was expecting to not like this based off of your review. Okay. It just, it, there isn't anything out of the ordinary that's funny. I mean, it's, this is the first time I've watched a kid's movie, and I don't know how long. So I was. It's probably PG. Um, so I was just like, okay, I, yeah, this is good for all family fun, but I, 
I wouldn't have finished it if I wasn't with them. I just, Jillian Bell's great, but the the script is just like, mm. it's very unoriginal. It's, yeah, I was just like, okay, this was um, a disappointment, but I don't know why I got my hopes up for. <laughs> like, well, usually Disney, I mean, usually Disney movies are good at making every age laugh you know, throughout the movie, like all the, yeah, it's just no toy story or anything. It's no fine. Yeah, that's Nemo. what I was thinking. Like yeah. all the animated movies, you laugh no matter what age you are. Yeah. This, it, this was just like, okay, cool. I'm glad I have this on in the background now that I'm going to do some other things. And right. But the uh, kids, were they entertained? Yeah, they liked it, okay. but it wasn't anything, you know, we were all, I think we started playing labyrinth as well. Like, you know, things were happening in the background. They weren't, they weren't like, I can't wait to watch this again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, um, they were more excited to watch Elf, you know? Right. Um. That's a real movie. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one I didn't even get through, which is like a cardinal sin for Michelle, because she always, she'll like torture herself and finish a movie, even if she hates it, is, it's on Netflix, it's about time with, I, I was like, I love Dumal Gleason. He's Irish. She's Brian Gleason, Gleason's son. He's a fantastic ginger. He's in Harry Potter. He's in um, Black Mirror. He's in, a, he's in Star Wars. He's in a handful of things. Uh, yeah, he's a tall, lanky ginge. Like, thank you. You're welcome. He's from Dublin. I'm, I'm here. I'm available. Okay, no more. I, in line. I don't need to see anything else. I don't need a credit score. I'm sold. And I don't need a damage report. We're here. And, uh, and then Rachel McAdams all-time top 10 fave rachel like anything that she's in that isn't the greatest thing ever hot chick stupid movie i've watched it clearly over a dozen times i love that movie that movie is fantastic because she's great rob schneider's great anna ferris is great she's in these real sleeper hits she's like i feel like brie larson was kind of like a 2.0 version where she came up where you're like everything this girl is in is amazing and it might not be because of everybody else it might actually be because of this one actress yeah so uh i was like yeah i need to watch it let me i don't know why i've been putting this off oh because it's romantic that's why (laughs) so let me check this out this movie is garbage i already went in knowing it didn't have a high imdb like rotten tomato score i think it was like in the 60s or imdb was in like the six star area and i was like okay like I, i was bracing myself but this is a film about Dumal Gleason finds out that he, the men in his family are allowed to time travel. They can go into a cupboard, shut their eyes, clench their fists, and then think about where they want to go back to. Okay. That I'm on board with. You're here. You're checking out already. I'm well, getting deeper into my grave. I was literally <laughs> going to say, is this that time travel movie that wishes it was Kate and Leopold, which also sucked? Well, no, because then there's the time traveler's wife. Which she which also is, was in. Yes. Okay. Which is more, tra- I wasn't going down that. I was like, those are trash. Those I can't even open one. But, but this one is supposed to have a different kind of more mature twist and not be so kind of outlandery bullshit. Like this is just poorly written. You know, shout out to Antlander, but you're you're absolute trash, even though I love you more than anything. And about so he so he discovers this and he's um he's like a fumbling um there's no reason for how ha- for him to have this low self-esteem, but it's this whole thing and he uh oh Margot Robbie shows up in it too, and you're like, Oh hey, what's up, Margot? So Margot plays this girl that is apparently like his first love. And I want to say he's supposed to be like 18. She's his sister's friend who comes and stays with them for a summer. And he doesn't try anything and falls hopelessly in love with her all summer. And then the night before she's supposed to leave, he tries something and she's like, I can't believe you waited until the last night. Now we'll like never know if this is supposed to be a thing. Like we could have been dating this whole summer. And he's like, oh my God, are you kidding? He goes back into the cupboard, shuts his eyes, goes back in time tries the same stuff with her on day one um not creepy like totally polite but she's like oh like i don't know like let's why don't you come and ask me if we should hook up like the last night i'm here and he's like ah but it's like oh yeah because she doesn't want you bro like reading writings on the wall we get it so then he goes and meets rachel mcadams and that scene was really really cute they meet in one of those blackout restaurants 
on a like uh they're not set up he goes with his friend she's there with her friend they get set at the same table and then it's like it's the cutest conversation i was i was like all right i'm getting here he he, this movie i could not get behind all the jumping around he falls in love with her he finds out that his roommate the night that he meets her finds out that his like roommate who he's staying with it's actually his dad's friend who's a playwright had a terrible his play did terribly so he decides to go back in time knowing that he's not going to the dinner and meeting her that night that he's actually going to go to the the housemates play and make sure that the actors don't screw it up and then he realizes that he missed the opportunity to meet her and he then, because they, she mentioned she's obsessed with Kate Moss, he goes to a museum for a Kate Moss uh, photo study and waits there for a week until she shows up. Like, he's there every day for a week, and then she shows up, and then he's like, I'm in love with you. And she's like, I don't know who you are. They get past that moment. They get married. They have a kid. He his sister's having a hard time of it. I mean, I'm ruining the whole movie because I just had to turn well, it off Well, clearly no one's watching it because yeah. you started off saying it was terrible. <laughs> it's trash. And this is why. And so they find out um, in a tragedy that his sister actually gets herself into a drunk driving accident because she has a shitty boyfriend that she's been clinging on to. She's this like free spirit character. And uh, the boyfriend shows up at the house for, oh, it's their daughter's first birthday party. And the boyfriend uh, shows up at the house and he's like, oh, your sister's not here. And the brother is like, I thought you were supposed to be coming with her. And he's like, oh, no, we got into a fight. She's been drinking. And then she got into her car to get over here. Like, I was like, how do you know that she's been drinking and then got in her car? You were with her, but you're arriving separately. Like, I already am angry at that whole, like, just... It's just the level of insulting plot development and and writing of just like mapping out this timeline and how it works. So because his sister ends up dying in this horrible car accident, he goes back in time to try and save his sister. And that results in them not having a baby girl, but having a baby boy. So he goes back in time, saves his sister comes back to the first year first the kids first party and the uh, Rachel McAdams is like oh go get the kid like they're in the other room goes in the other room he's like whose kid is this and because it's not the daughter that he had for the last year that's when I turned it off yeah you lost you lost (laughs) me I think at well, you lost me at travel time. Yeah. But you definitely lost me at the obsession with Kate Moss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just a stupid, like, plot point that they use to try and, like, they, that's the seed that they start so they can get from scene three to scene four. Right. But what I can't understand is if you're going to time travel to save your roommate's play and miss out on the love of your life, why aren't you time traveling again that night back to fucking your roommate over not going to the play to save it, but actually going to the dinner where you meet the love of your life. Like, why I, do you? And also, why don't you just tra- time travel to the point where your sister never meets the boyfriend? Because clearly, he's a toxic human. In there's her life, so many like- things. <laughs> there were so many things. At one point, Margot Robbie's character comes back, and he tries to dis. And he's already with Rachel McAdams. They haven't gotten married. This is how he decides he's in love with Rachel McAdams. He tries to get back with Margot Robbie. And then he realizes like, oh, you never actually really wanted me. I should be with the woman who is in love with me now. And she's never going to know that I went on a date with you. Like I'm furious. I am furious. I spent an hour watching this. You should send them an email. I don't know who to email. I guess the writer. writer. Yeah, it's more of the writer. Well, it's really no, it's really well, everybody. It's, also, it's the writer and producer for even like saying, yeah, we should get this done. Yeah, I'm with you because the the I feel like it actually probably starts with the book, and the book allows this. Oh, it's based on a book. I think so. Burn the book. <laughs> <laughs> the fascist in Michelle always shines through. 
Yeah, I, I want to say it seems, you know, because I, well, I want to say most things that we watch are, are based in some kind of book that we'll just never read because we don't know how. And, <laughs> but I, I really could not understand how they were just going to fo- like move forward past all these plot holes of like, if that's how he screwed up his life, then why isn't he just go? There was no. He like, doesn't deserve time travel. It basically. wasn't an explanation of like, oh, you can only do these at certain times or you only have so many opportunities where this can happen before this power runs out. None of that. It seems like he can do it whenever he wants, wherever he wants. And it does not follow any of the time continuum ripple effects that like the butterfly effect would have. And I don't understand how there weren't bigger. Con- it, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. Yeah, I think you need to send them an email. <laughs> and then, so I they mean, can send you know, me free I movies. Yeah. I know, but you I only watch Cheetos so we can get free products. <laughs> and not che- cheese doodles, right? What was it was it? cheese doodles. Yeah, Thank cheese you very doodles. Much. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, but we're um, Cheetos kids, so let's be real. I'll eat anything that has cheese in the name of it. Fair enough. It is true. <laughs> All right, well. Well, that's everything, that's, folks. That's Casey's review of <laughs> About Time. So don't run. So don't, don't walk. It. Don't hover over the image on Netflix. Just say no to drugs. And to <laughs> About Time. I guess we'll, we'll talk to you. We'll definitely have a recording this weekend, so you won't have to wait as long for those who were questioning. And um, hopefully we'll have some news. Things are happening this week. We're only on a Tuesday. We'll see how the whole yeah. thing shakes out. And it's not holidays just yet. So we still have a few more weeks of, of at least something going on. A few more weeks of winter. When's Puxitani tip? Uh, that hasn't happened yet. Groundhog Day is later on. Okay, cool. 2021, baby! We gotta get through Hanukkah and Christmas first. Woo! All right, man. Well, that is all, folks. That we will talk to you.